Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. One of the sickest stories I've ever heard. I saw a clip last night with Luke Rosiak, a reporter on a Tucker Carlson show. Uh, Just when you think we've descended into total madness and chaos, we descend even further. Cracking through the mantle, getting to the core of the sickness. I don't know how much deeper it can get. I've got that story. And again, more proof, more, more proof that we, this is all about control with the left. With, whether it's coronavirus, your finances, this has nothing to do with taxes, public health. It is all about control. The proof is right in front of you. Just listen to their own words. I've got that coming up. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, liberalism is a cancer. While they are focused on transgender bathroom usage, the world is descending into total madness. There's a way to stop it, though. There's a way to stop it. Loaded show today. Don't go anywhere. Two pages full, almost three pages. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. All right. That's good. I think we got their tech issues. We got a whole new studio set up here. So took a couple of days to kind of iron the wrinkles out of that sucker. Uh, but good job. fellas. sounds good. It looks a lot better, too. This is more proof. Proof positive. This has nothing to do with coronavirus, taxes, finances, economics. Everything the left and these big government totalitarians are doing is all about control. Listen to this lady in Australia. No evidence whatsoever that masks have worked in mass to mitigate this coronavirus worldwide pandemic. None, none, zero. You can smell through a mask. You can breathe through a mask. Therefore, with a respiratory virus, you can breathe in a virus through a mask. Here's Kerry Chant from Australia, New South Wales, talking about how you may be wearing a mask forever, proving my point. The mask is a visual symbol of fear. The left loves fear. It's a full-time fear porn campaign because the only way to get a free people to give up their freedom and liberty, the only way, listen to me, the only way is to get them scared and to keep them scared. And what better way to remind them to be scared than wearing a mask all the time? Listen to this crap. Your level of restrictions, what you permit, it may be that we actually have indoor mask wearing. Um, for years. And this virus may throw us curveballs. There may be, you know, we've got the Delta variant. God help us if we have another <laughs> variant. Here we go, Man. folks. You may be wearing a mask now for years indoors. For years, maybe decades, millennia, eons. People have no evidence it actually works. As a matter of fact, when we find something that actually works, the media attacks it, which again makes you wonder, back to my opening statement, Is any of this about coronavirus, public health, or science? Why is it that we have something that doesn't work, the mask, 
And yet big government totalitarians love it because it's a visual symbol of fear. My gosh, liberals, how stupid do you have to be to not see what's happening? I didn't know it had that side effect. Yeah, right? You know, curved balls. <laughs> it's like Peroni's disease or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. A mask helps that. Joe's right. The mask it fixes that curve curvature problem. <laughs> Geraldo needs fixing too. Joe can't help him there though. Sorry. You know, <laughs> masks may help with curved balls, but definitely not going to help Geraldo. Here's Geraldo, little mini totalitarian, falling right in line yesterday on the five. Geraldo's upset that, according to my sources, a number of Southwest pilots object to the vaccine mandate and called in sick. And although it wasn't the only uh, issue involved with the Southwest Airlines cancellations, Geraldo's upset that Republican Representative Chip Roy has said, hey, listen, it's good people are standing up for freedom and against unscientific vaccine mandates. That drives Geraldo crazy because Geraldo's a little mini totalitarian. Geraldo also cites a Supreme Court case. I believe he's citing the wrong year. Um, he doesn't know what the case or I think he's a lawyer, says he is or whatever. But here's Geraldo falling right in line with his little totalitarian impulse. Again, proving my point. This has nothing to do with science and it's all about control. Check this disaster out from yesterday. I believe that mandates exist for a reason. The Supreme Court in a 1905 decision made very clear. Unless this court reverses over a century of precedent. The, that wasn't federal. The federal government has the constitutional nope. right to impose a you mandate. The law, I Geraldo. misread nothing. I absolutely got it exactly right. Now you misread it. They are and the and these airline pilots are screwing the public. And the worst of all is not the pilots because they. I say use whatever weapons you had. It's Chip Roy, the congressman from San Antonio and Austin. This guy is an ideological lunatic. He said when he looked at the crowd of people who could not get on their Southwest flights because they were canceled and so forth. This makes me happier than I can possibly articulate. Eat it. Southwest Airlines. This is a guy getting almost sexual pleasure from the chaos and the disruption. From the chaos and the disruption. To make this, this sexual, you're a sick man. <laughs> Congressman Roy, I challenge you, what did you mean when you said eat it to Southwest Airlines when you saw the okay, people? Sexual pleasure. What a weirdo this guy is, huh? Oh my gosh. I mean, I know this guy was a thing in like the 40s or something, but uh, he's not a thing anymore. Uh, what a weirdo. Congressman Chip Roy gets sexual pleasure out of calling out unscientific vaccine mandates. Unscientific for two reasons. Um, number one, they don't take into account natural immunity, which Geraldo is science. Geraldo's not very familiar with science. I'm really familiar with the law either, as he kind of uh, misinterprets the Jacobson decision because he doesn't understand what it means. I, th I think he's a lawyer, right? And uh, also... It's unscientific because, as we've seen, the vaccine mandate is driving down trust in vaccine programs. So it loses on both sides. But Geraldo doesn't know that he doesn't actually do any research. And he cites the Jacobson decision, uh, which was about smallpox, vaccinations for smallpox. And it was about a equivalent, today's money, $150 fine if you did not get the vaccine. And it was limited to that case, smallpox, a disease with a much higher fatality rate than coronavirus. But, you know, it's Geraldo. I don't expect very much from me. He's lucky I wasn't on that panel on the five. It would have been humiliating for him. But you need more proof? This is not about science. You have people like Geraldo and Kerry Chant who don't even look up the science. All they care about are two things. I can't, I'm sorry to keep beating this, beating you over the head with this. They care about two things. What are the approved two narratives with Geraldo and the totalitarians, Kerry Chant and others? 
Take a vaccine and shut your mouth, Geraldo. Number two, wear a mask. It'll solve your problems. That's it. You're not allowed to say anything else because both of those require government and their their visual symbols of fear, in one case, the mask, and a government mandate in the other. And they both empower totalitarians, a fear agenda and a mandate agenda. How do I know that? Because whenever we get a treatment that may show some promise in treating coronavirus and it doesn't involve fear, it doesn't involve government mandates, and more importantly, it doesn't involve enriching politicians in the back pockets of big pharma, what happens? Immediately the attacks come. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, do you realize that? Anytime you get a drug that's off patent in many cases and cheap, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, and other things that are over-the-counter in some cases. Do you notice how the media jumps in line right away with big government totalitarians because it's not one of two approved narratives, vaccines and masks, vaccines and masks. It happened again. So here's a hematology website, and this made its way around Jerusalem Post and elsewhere. There's some evidence out there that low-dose aspirin may, risk the, may lower the risk of thrombosis in patients with COVID-19. It says low-dose aspirin may reduce thromboembolytic events associated with COVID-19. And it talks about how not when paired with this thing. There's also some evidence, according to the Jerusalem Post, that it may have some kind of effect on COVID-19 that may be positive low-dose aspirin. So you think to yourself, okay, now, if you're a conservative listening to this show and a liberty lover, right, you have to think to yourself, what's the Dan Bongino golden rule about this? Does this advance take your vaccine according to the government and shut your mouth? Or does this advance narrative number two, wear your mask, don't actually ask if the mask works? The answer is, it doesn't. So what happens? As if on cue, as if on cue, here's a tweet from the New York Times. Convenient timing, right, Joe? Look at this. Breaking news. Low-dose aspirin should no longer be initially prescribed to prevent a first heart attack, stroke, or colon cancer. A U.S. panel of experts suggested. Wow. (laughs) Wow is right. As if on cue, every single time, tell me again how this isn't about control. They control you through mandates and a visual symbol of fear. Anything, anything outside of that that will help with coronavirus, anything, anything, they will attack immediately. I warned you. It's so obvious it's right in front of your face. All right, I got a lot to cover. Seriously, two pages right up to the bottom line on both. Folks, we have a sickness in our society. Um, It's called liberalism. It is a cancerous rot destroying everything that matters. Stop pretending these people are sane. I'm not talking about all Democrats. I want to be clear because I don't stereotype like they do to us. If you subscribe to the current liberal ethos, you are a very sick person. You are causing a cancerous rot to our society. The things you do are grotesque and disgusting, and you're going to be called out on this show every day. We can't stand you. We know what you're up to. We know you want to destroy this country, and we know you will stop at nothing to engage in illicit, immoral, disgusting, grotesque behavior. I can't believe what I heard last night on Tucker. Now, I knew about this story because I had read it, but some of it was behind a, a paywall, and I only got to it later. Luke Rosiak at the Daily Wire broke a story, one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard Proving my point again about this liberal, liberal cancerous rot in this country. They hate this country. They hate you. They hate everything that's good about this country. There was a father in Loudoun County. There were, uh, there's a case ongoing about his daughter being sexually assaulted. 
Now, the alleged offender of this right now walked into a bathroom, a woman's bathroom, and is alleged to have assaulted the daughter while wearing a skirt. The father is noticeably upset now, and of course would be upset, as you would be, because of his daughter being assaulted, about this ridiculous policy to let men in the women's room in the uh, Loudoun County School District. The father tried to speak out. The father got arrested. And the Department of Justice cites his case as a case of one of these alleged domestic terrorists. This is the most disgusting thing I have ever heard on television regarding school boards and the cancerous rot known as liberalism. Listen to Luke Rosiak describe the story last night on the other end of this. I'm going to tell you what has to happen immediately right now, yesterday. No excuses. No damn excuses. Done yesterday. Listen to Rosiak. This story is one of the most disturbing I've ever worked on. It raises the possibility that the Loudoun County Public Schools covered up the rape of a 14-year-old girl at the hands of a boy wearing a skirt in order to pass a school policy that Democrats were adamant about passing. And as a result of concealing that, a second girl was raped last week. Uh, and to prevent all of this from coming out, potentially, they arrested the father of the victim, uh, tried to put him in jail. And he's now the face of domestic terrorism listed by uh, listed individually by the National School Boards Association, all for coming to that meeting. He didn't come to that meeting because he's a bigot. A lot of people thought they knew that guy. They trotted out his picture, his embarrassing picture with his belly hanging out and his bloody face. They all thought they knew him. They knew nothing about him. This was a caring father who was involved because of something very personal that happened to his daughter. And if they would have shut up and listened to him for 30 seconds, they would have been heartbroken. Instead, they demeaned him. They arrested him. And that tried to put him in jail tell me again how liberalism isn't a cancerous rot to this nation you were so keen on allowing men into the women's bathroom and pushing that policy that it appears they may have silenced a father whose daughter claims she was sexually assaulted and instead of hearing him out to shut him up to pass a policy allowing men in the women's bathroom, the father's then arrested and used as an example by our tyrannical, grotesque, disgusting attorney general, a failure in the, a disgusting, filthy human being who wants to sick the DOJ on parents like this. Sorry, I'm a little aggravated this morning. Received an email yesterday that one of the listeners in the radio show doesn't like it when I'm aggravated and intense. All right, it's fine. The show's not for you. I'm very sorry. I appreciate your feedback, though, sincerely. But if you're not pissed off about this, this show definitely isn't for you. And just the managed decliner, watching the managed decline of the United States. Here's what has to happen right now. Every single member of that Loudoun County School Board must resign. Must resign. Must. Do accept nothing less. They must resign immediately and be subjected to a criminal investigation to determine if this was a cover-up. Immediately. Immediately. This grotesque memo from the Attorney General in name only, this filthy human being, Merrick Garland, a weak, grotesque, reptilian-like creature targeting parents like this man for objecting to school board decisions. The memo must, must be withdrawn immediately. Third, to the Republican congressmen and women out there, step up and do something. Stop the talk. 
ban any funds, federal funds, to the Department of Justice used to enforce this ridiculous memo targeting parents. Immediately. Immediately. A lot of immediately's today. Do something. Do something. What are you waiting for? Someone else to get sexually assaulted? The hell are you guys waiting for? What, no donors involved? Just a bunch of parents? Step up and do something. Stop helping the Democrats bankrupt the country by increasing the debt ceiling and do something. Protect these damn kids. What's wrong with you people? And while liberals are focused on men in the women's room, that's their issue because they're a cancerous rot to humankind. Want to destroy this place as soon as humanly possible. And Republicans up in the on Capitol Hill are letting them do it, doing nothing. Many of them, not all. While they're doing that, China is focused on World War Three. Been warning you about this story for days, for days. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So again, while the liberal cancer focuses on men in the women's room, China's moving on Taiwan every single day. Here's an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal about Xi, President Xi's two-track foreign policy here. Folks, I can't encourage you in strong enough terms to pay very close attention to this. There's a reason China could make a move on Taiwan. Many of you may say that's suicidal. There'd be hundreds of thousands, potentially uh, more, casualties if this erupts in a world war why would she do this because he's having serious problems at home the wall street journal covers it right here the answer has everything to do with g's politics at home china's facing disruptive conditions as the giant property developer evergrande stumbles towards collapse crackdowns on tech and other businesses have wiped out more than a trillion in asset values and have made chinese businesses jittery about the communist party's next move at the same time, a massive energy crisis has imposed widespread blackouts across much of China. While the more transmissible Delta variant presents the Chinese method of pandemic control with its harshest test yet. Desperate people, ladies and gentlemen, do desperate things. Is this going to happen? China attacking Taiwan? Praying to the Lord, it doesn't. I'm not using his name in vain. It will erupt in some type of world war. But I'm telling you what's happening there at home, and you're not hearing a lot in the mainstream media about it. Why? What's happening in China? Because they don't want to tell you how bad the Biden chaos has gotten. They sniff Biden's weakness out, China and Russia. I addressed that yesterday. Just quickly. Secondly, we'll move on to um, how, again, more, another story about how this is all about controls. Nothing to do with taxes, finances, the stimulus bill. Everything is about the left trying to control you and making a rapid move towards tyranny. Here's another article in the journal by Galston. Will America come to Taiwan's defense? He talks about this once unthinkable event, an invasion of Taiwan by China. 
He says it's become possible, perhaps even likely. Senior U.S. naval officials have been especially blunt about this. Quoting Rear Admiral Michael, Michael Studeman, the Director of Intelligence for Indo-Pacific, he said to us, this invasion, talking about it, of Taiwan, it's only a matter of time, not a matter of if. You're probably saying, how am I not hearing about this? I'm telling you why. Because if it was Donald Trump, the story would be on the front page of the New York Times and Washington Post every day. Donald Trump, global chaos, China, World War III. They don't want you to know what's going on because they don't want you to know Biden is a piece of it. Ever since this maniac bag of bones got in office, what's happened? The world and the United States have deteriorated at a geometrically faster growing pace because he is totally, completely incompetent. You know, I hate the use of the word absolutely. He is absolutely incompetent. And corrupt. I'll get to more of that later. But we started the show talking about how this is all about control to them. The Democrats have now figured out that because Joe Biden is a weak, rotting bag of bones, that they can use him to push their totalitarian socialist agenda because he's too stupid and too weak to say no. Here is his Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, talking about surveillance of bank accounts right now to watch everything you do in the bank and then trying to pretend i want you to notice in this cut of the treasury secretary janet yellen another grotesque human being i want you to pay very close attention to the reasons she uses as to why they need to track bank activity in bank accounts it sounds suspiciously like the same reason they used to accumulate your metadata on your phones with the NSA, with the dreadful Patriot Act. Remember what they said? Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry with the Patriot Act. We're not accumulating individual people's metadata, just a pool of metadata. But we're not going to be looking at individual people uh, until they did and got caught doing it. Nice. Notice how she uses the same logic about banks here. No, no, we're not going to be looking at individual bank accounts. Just the bank's activity. Really? Check this out. You want banks to report transactions of $600 or more. That's what the IRS wants. Does this mean that the government is trying to peek into our pocketbooks? If you want to look at $600 transactions. Absolutely not. I think this proposal has been seriously mischaracterized. Um, The proposal involves no reporting of individual transactions of any individual. Look, the big picture is that we have a tax gap that over the next decade is estimated at $7 trillion, namely a shortfall in the amount that IRS is collecting due to a failure of individuals to report the income that they've earned. You hear it? The exact same logic rhinos, anti-liberty advocates, and Democrats used when in a bipartisan manner they jumped on board the Patriot Act. We're not accumulating anyone's individual phone data, just a pool of everyone's data. We're not going to be looking at you until they got caught looking at us. That's exactly what they did. It's the exact, this is the, the, the logic of the totalitarian everywhere. Just give us a pool of stuff. But we won't peek in the cookie jar to see what kind of cookies are in there. You trust these idiots? Are, are we serious? 
not you and my audience, I know you get it, but to the liberals who listen to this show for uh, oppo research. Are you this stupid? <laughs> Here, article at Bongino.com, be in my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read it. Follow the newsletter there. Pelosi doubles down on IRS tracking bank accounts. Folks, they want this so badly because the rotting bag of bones in the White House is too stupid to say no. They have to know this is the biggest big government grab we've seen since the Patriot Act. And where are the Republicans again? Where? I know there are a couple out there. I get it. I know there are a couple speaking out. Where are everyone in mass talking about this stuff? What are you guys doing? Because none of this is based in any economic reality whatsoever. Did you hear Yellen and her reason for doing it? What was it? We got to get those rich people. They're not paying taxes. That's why. Is that real? Of course not. Janet Yellen is a liar. A fully discredited liar. She's a liar. Here, you want the data? Here's the data on who pays taxes and what's happening this year. The, the, folks, again, liberals, please tune out now. It's about the 27-minute mark of the show. Tune out now. This isn't for you. This is for the smart people. Here's what's actually going on with the budget data. Are rich people really getting over? Article in the journal, boom times in the Beltway. Federal revenue hits a record? Four trillion? A record? I, 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 as a, I, I thought we were told everybody was getting over. Nobody was paying taxes, especially those rich people. Here, from the piece. The budget gnomes estimate that federal receipts rolled in at a record $4.05 trillion for the year. The first time annual revenues have exceeded $4 trillion. They note this isn't a record to be proud of. You're right, damn right about that. Receipts rose 18% or a remarkable $627 billion in one year. Ladies and gentlemen, the government is taking record amounts of money for you. They are lying to you. Tune out liberals. You're too stupid to process this. The smart people, the government is ripping you off like they never have in human history. And they still want more. Janet Yellen, we've got a tax gap. You've got an intelligence gap, you idiot. Do you know the numbers? Well, what about those evil rich people? They are surely getting over. I mean, Janet Yellen and the bag of bones in the White House has told us that. Well, are they? Here, from the journal. Nearly every revenue stream chipped in more, with the exception of payroll taxes. They were flat. Individual income taxes, folks, rose $443 billion to reach $2.05 trillion. That's 9% of the entire United States economy combined. As the CBO's monthly budget summary dryly observes, listen to this, that increase, they're talking about the income tax increase, most likely reflects higher total wages and salaries, particularly among the relatively high-income workers who are subject to higher tax rates on earnings. I, I thought the rich weren't paying more. You know, the left loves the CBO, right, folks? But if you actually read what the CBO said, we've had record tax revenue, record income tax revenue to encompass 9% of the entire economy because of who? Because of rich people paying more. These people are lying to you. You are an idiot if you believe it. Do you even do math? Here, one last piece from this. In this Wall Street Journal piece, 
Well, corporations are definitely getting over, right? Eh, wrong. Corporate income taxes rolled in at an astonishing rate, rising 75% to $370 billion. That reflects robust corporate profits. But this revenue came in with the current Trump tax rate of 21% before the Democrats hiked the ta- are talking about hiking the taxes on corporations. Corporations are getting over. They are. Corporate tax rates rose by 75% after the Trump tax cut. Listen to me, libs. Trump cuts corporate taxes to 28%. Corporations grow. They paid $158 billion more in taxes. You idiots. I can't take this stupid. I can't. Proving my point, I opened up the show with, and I will say again, this is not about economics. It is not about taxes. It's not about government spending. This is only about control. They want your money because they think it's their money. That is it. Here, just quickly from Politico. Politico sent this out. And uh, it shows again how these people just, they're just lying to you. Hey, we need more money from taxes and corporations. They're not paying enough. They're paying record amounts, you dunces. Here, from Politico. USC's biggest revenue surge in 44 years. It says, though Democrats are hammering the rich for not paying their fair share in taxes, the increase in taxes is being driven by levies primarily paid by the well-to-do. Again, they talk about corporate tax receipts rising dramatically. Here's another part of the piece from Politico. Again, talking about individuals. How rich individuals are paying more. Individual income taxes are up 27.5%. Disproportionately paid by the well-to-do. With 80% coming from the top 10% of earners. It doesn't matter. I I know it doesn't. Why am I even reading this? Why am I wasting your time? What really? I'm sorry. Why am I wasting your time? You already know top 10 out of 100 people pay 80 cents of every dollar of taxes. They're all rich people. And yet leftists will continue going, even rich people are not paying enough. You know what? Really? Go yourself. You know what I mean. Drop an F-bomb in there. Idiots. You're so freaking stupid all the time. Here, you want to see dumb? Here's some guy on YouTube on his show. I don't even know who this guy is. He's some liberal. I saw this on Glenn Greenwald's thing. They didn't have the name attached. That's why I'm saying I don't know who it is because I've never heard of the guy before. Who is it? Sam Setter? Sam Setter. So here's a guy, Sam Setter, on his own show. He's apparently a liberal. He's asked by, I don't know, a caller or a guest. I don't know who Hey, you got sponsors and stuff. You're like a big liberal socialist or whatever. How is it that you're really acting like a capitalist and making all this money off sponsors? Watch Watch this. This is hilarious. Idiots. Check this out. Like I am, I am more, am I not more capitalistic for the fact that I am, I am higher. Like I am, you know, I have, uh, I, I hire workers on this show. Is it your money? Is it my money? What do you mean? Is it my money? Well, is is it is it your is it coming out of your pocket or do you have sponsors who are actually funding the or, you know, a media ad? We have mm-hmm. ads and, you know, members who support the show. Right. Yeah. So there is there is this kind of structure in place that is uh, paying the workers. I think that it that it's always tricky. You're getting into a kind of different question of how do we define classes and make a distinction between class or another. And you're asking me, do you belong to the capitalist class? Um, My answer to that is I, 
I, I don't know much about your wealth and finances and things like that, but I would. It's, it's uh, this show runs on the members and the ads mm-hmm. uh, that we read and that we have on YouTube. <laughs> you like Joe, isn't it great? The sure. guy's a, what is he, a socialist? or I don't know. I never heard of the guy. You know this guy, Guy? I don't know. Oh, he said he was on Crowder or something. Um, yeah. So he's a leftist. Now, what are the three tenets of capitalism, right? The ability to exchange your labor for a wage, right? In socialism, mm-hmm. you're basically an indentured servant subjugated to the government. What's another tenet of capitalism? The price mechanism, right? We don't ration like they do in a, in a communist system where to each according to his uh, uh, needs from each according to his abilities, right? So we use a price system here. And then we believe in private property, Soviets and socialists. I, I, I don't know if this guy is a socialist or not. But he's, he's definitely a liberal, according to what I've heard. Notice how he does none of those. He has private property, his own show. He says, I hire workers for wages. And yes, we charge prices to our sponsors. The guy's not a socialist at all. Nothing he said is actually accurate. Sam Setter. The frauds everywhere. Total frauds. Here, I can prove my point. I'm, I'm going to play this article coming up next. After, I just want to, I got a quick clip of Jen Psaki here. But I'll show you again an article in a National Review, which I used to like, but Kevin Williamson works there, who's one of the dumbest people in conservative ink, a con anchor, and I do mean a con. Uh, but still, the article is decent by Brian Rydell. I want to show you in a minute, coming up, how Democrats like this Sam Setter. Again, they only, they only love socialism when socialism doesn't affect them, and they only love socialism when they don't know what socialism actually is. The article is actually pretty good. But here's Jen Psaki yesterday saying the quiet part out loud. Again, proving my point. This has nothing to do with economic growth, coronavirus, masking, public health. Nothing to do with anything. This has everything to do with a growing trend towards tyranny. Tyranny requires control and remaking the economy. Listen to Psaki say the quiet part out loud. Check this out. I understand, and we all know why we're talking here about the size and and the cuts, et cetera. But uh, a cut, uh, it's not a cut uh, just because someone once proposed something bigger on paper. It's not a path. It's not a bill or a policy that's going to change lives if nothing is passed. And that's what we're working through. There's a lot of ways to do that. And that's the discussion she's having with her caucus. And the president is, of course, playing a prominent role in. So the president doesn't prefer then one avenue or the other. The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy. And he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. And if we don't do it now, if we don't address uh, the cost of child care, to go back to Josh's question earlier, if we don't uh, address the climate crisis, if we don't ensure that universal pre-K is a reality now, uh, we're, we're not going to have the same opportunity to do it for some time. You hear us say the quiet part about loud? Out loud. Oh, it's all about fundamental change to the economy. It is not about fundamental change to the economy. We are a capitalist economy, or we were. What do they want to fundamentally change? Echoing the words of Obama, who said the same thing. They want to change it to a socialist system they don't even believe in themselves. It's all about power for them. Notice how she says, We got to fix the cost of childcare. Do you notice everything the government? inserts its disgusting tentacles into every arena. The prices go through the roof. You know, I said this on the five one. Did you ever know five once? Did you ever notice this? How liberals will complain about the cost of healthcare and public education. And it's the two areas where government has the biggest footprint. And then liberals say what? 
Let's introduce more government to fix the problem we caused by introducing government into public health care and education and causing prices to rise. Why? Because they give people money to spend on it, which drives up the, which drives up the price. Because they don't earn the money themselves. They get it from other people. So they don't care what the price of college or health care is. They're not paying. And yes, liberals want to do that same thing to child care. The government is a rotting cancer. Everything it touches, it burns to the ground. You watch. None of this will impact liberals at all, but we're going to do actual science here. It is Wednesday, October 13th. If this dreadful porculous bill passes and there are these massive payouts for child care, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, on my entire reputation, the cost of childcare over the coming years will explode. You will pay more. Liberals will complain about it, and they will never, ever once tie it to the government spending plan on childcare. Guaranteed. Here, proving my point, good article in National Review sands the dreadful Kevin Williamson, con ink guy, and emphasize the con. Uh, Democrat taxers will need middle-class taxes to fund their agenda by Brian Reidel, who does uh, really good work. He talks about how Democrats love all these social programs like Sam Setter and others um, until they find out that they actually have to pay for them. Here's a great line about Medicare for all. He says, similarly, support for Medicare for all fails when respondents are reminded that it would require new taxes. <laughs> he says, just wait until they discover fully financing the proposal would require trading their premiums and deductibles for a 25 percentage point increase in the payroll tax. Yeah, he's like, what a shocker. It's true, right? We love Medicare for all. You got to pay more taxes. I hate Medicare for all. These people don't know anything. It's only about controlling healthcare. It's nothing to do with saving you money. It's not going to save you a dime. It's going to cost you more. Here, what about public college? Liberals love that too. This tax resistance isn't limited to conservatives and moderates. Even two-thirds of Bernie Sanders supporters would not be willing to accept more than $1,000 in new taxes to ensure universal health care or free public college. <laughs> he says, he goes on to say the revolution's only acceptable if funded by the billionaires. Billionaires and billionaires. These people don't want to pay. The minute they find out they have to pay, all of a sudden they don't want any free stuff. Public college, universal health care. Now, I know there are liberals listening. They are not smart. These are very stupid people. The ones in the government are deliberate and plotting. Many liberals in the population are very dumb. I'm sorry. So they'll say to you, the retort, get ready for it, is there's definitely enough money for the billionaires to pay for this all. So is there? So I looked up how many billionaires there were in the country. There are 614 billionaires in the country worth a collective $3.2 trillion. So if we confiscated every single dollar from every billionaire in the country and they never earn any money again, so you can only do it one time because they'd have no money left, right? No businesses, they'd be gone. So if we took their $3.2 trillion, do you think we'd be able to spend for all this new free stuff? So I put in a search engine, how much did the federal government spend in 2020? Here's the answer. In 2020, according to Data Lab, the government spent $6.55 trillion. So you could confiscate every single dollar from the billionaires. You could confiscate every dollar and you still wouldn't have paid for half of the federal spending for last year alone, despite the new stuff they want to add on, like free health care, free public college, and free child care. Liberals, freaking math. Try it sometime, you dipwads. Just once. Try it. Just one time. The billionaires will pay for it. Really? You don't have enough money to pay for even last year's spending. Not even half. 
Uh, uh, uh. Ask Sam Setter about that. He doesn't, the math is probably not his strong point. Sam Setter. Is that really who that is? But, no, Sam Seder. Sorry. <laughs> they make me laugh. It's so easy. All right. Daily Mail exclusive in my newsletter today and at BonginoReport.com as well if you'd like to use the conservative alternative to the Drudge Report. Exclusive. Joe Biden could be embroiled in the FBI's probe in a hunter finances, experts say. Emails now reveal they shared bank accounts, these two, paid each other's bills, and the president may have funded his son's 2018 drug and prostitution binge. Josh Boswell, Daily Mail. Say what? What the heck is right? I would say what the... But we'd have to beep that. What did Joe Biden know about what his son was up to and when did he know it? From the piece. Hunter's claim that he and his father shared a bank account raises serious questions about whether funds from the alleged joint account were used for Hunter's May 2018 week-long bender with a prostitute in a Hollywood hotel. Last December, Hunter admitted in a public statement that he was under federal investigation over his tax affairs. He wants to know why they shared a bank account. Maybe so Hunter could make money and Joe could partake. I don't know, just speculating. Let me throw something. Let me break a little news for you. I broke in the show a while ago, and I'm surprised how few people caught on to it. I've got really good sources. And one of my sources indicates that Hunter Biden spent time in a hotel overseas in China. And in that hotel, there were people in that room that shouldn't have been in that room. There may have been some money exchanged there with those people, those women in that room. I assure you, they were not wrestling. That was not the north-south position they were doing in that hotel room. Was some of that money used to pay for what could have potentially been overseas spies sent in to do favors for Hunter Biden? Was some of that money paid for out of the joint account? Daily Mail, Josh Boswell, you may want to look into that. What was the hotel? Was it the Shangri-La? Forget. Yeah, there's a lot more there, folks. It's the most corrupt human being, bar none, to ever step foot in the White House. This grotesque family. All right, uh, moving on. More on that as we get more information and as I get more information. First, let's get to this movie trailer because, listen, uh, Hollywood's clearly taking advantage of the fear porn agenda, which I'm going to do this in a little bit of reverse key. I'm going to put the CNN fear porn agenda up next uh, because that's what they have. But they love fear. And there's a movie coming out meant to frighten the hell out of you. Um, shockingly, again, Hillary Clinton decided to take, take part in this movie, which is really stunning because she doesn't do a lot of interviews. And I'm wondering how much they must have paid her. But this is a movie coming out. Guy found this. Jim found it on like the dark web somewhere. But uh, what's the release date? Halloween, right? Jim said Halloween. Yeah, check this out. Coming this Halloween, one of the most fearsome villains of all time returns. I'm never going to get out of, uh, you know, being uh, involved, worried, and hopefully trying to help in some way. Hillary Clinton in Nightmare on K Street. (laughs) (laughs) 
he says, wow, Joe, that movie looks terrifying. My gosh, we've seen anything like it. It's up there with the exorcist and paranormal activity. Hillary, how much they must have paid her for that? Again, fact checkers, it's a joke. It's a joke, fact checkers. I know whatever it is, health feedback, whatever, you're, and all you other fact check pointer institute, it's a joke. It's a joke. But every joke's funny because it has a tinge of reality to it, right? Speaking of the fear point agenda, here's this crazy person, Tom Nichols, who claims it's this guy, this guy makes me laugh. I've, I've laid off this guy a while because he, for a while because he's such a, you know, tomato can and like a backbencher that it just, you know, I find it funny when he resurfaces. The guy literally has a book or something called The Death of Expertise while he claims to be an expert and he fell for the pee-pee tape hoax. This guy was one of the biggest like Russian collusion hoaxers out there. So he goes on CNN yesterday with that, that lunatic, Brianna Keeler, who's just, a, yeah, I mean, the queen of cell phones. And on the show, they start talking about, you know, mediocre people who've made it in politics. It's just hilarious. Listen to Brianna Keeler tee this idiot up, talking about mediocrities in politics on a show nobody watches with a lifelong mediocrity, Brianna Keeler, speaking to another mediocrity, pretending to be an expert, criticizing people who called them out on their lies and owned them for being fear porn experts. Check this out. You tweeted something that really stood out. You said the threat to American democracy increased exponentially over the past five years or so when mediocre people of meager talents realized they would never have to work a straight job again as long as they could terrify a nation of right-wing nitwits about the end of real America. I mean, is, is that what you think that this came down just to sort of craven self-interest on the part of a mediocre cadre of political operatives and, and bloviators. For some of the people on the right, that's absolutely what's happened. <laughs> he then goes on to talk about Stephanie Grisham, total grifter. This is just, I mean, a, a comic relief time in the show we have to do every day. Brianna Keeler on working on a network that pumped the, Wuhan lab leak theories, a conspiracy theory garbage, pumped the collusion hoax, pumped the Hunter Biden emails, a Russian disinformation hoax. She's on the network without a hint of irony at all, talking to a guy who wrote a book or something about the death of expertise, who claims to be an expert who kept promoting the PP hoax and the collusion, collusion hoax. It's, I mean, it's the temerity of these people. I mean, I almost admire their grapefruits. I really do. How they sit there with that, again, without a hint of irony and talk about this stuff. All right. Uh, last story of the day. Did you see this last night on Tucker Carlson? I'm kind of impressed we got through all this today. I didn't think we would. I got more on that in the radio show today, including, uh, Jim, we have that Dr. Quay today, right? About the Nipah virus out of, uh, out of the Wuhan lab in China. Did you, if you didn't see my show on Monday, please watch it. About this devastating virus they found evidence of in the Wuhan lab in China. That has a fatality rate of up to 80%. 80, not 8. 80. I didn't get that wrong. We got the doctor on the radio show today. Jim's text. Jim says, yes. Yes, Dr. Quay. Don't miss that. Calling us from Taiwan. That's going to be on at 1 p.m. Eastern time on the radio program. You can listen up on Gino.com. We watched in Tucker last night. Molly Hemingway's got a new book out 
called Rigged. Molly Hemingway is an excellent journalist. She actually does real work, works at the Federalist. She has a book out called Rigged. In this book, she talks about Zuckerbucks. Remember Zuckerbucks? What yeah. Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook did to interfere in the 2020 election? What are you talking about, Dan? The suppression of the Hunter Biden story? No, no, no. I'm talking about something totally different. Did you know in the 2020 election it was legal to give money to government election officials in Democrat-leading districts to help them get out the vote and for use, it, use the money to hire Democrat activists in government offices? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen to Molly Hemingway explain it. In my new book, Rigged, I tell the story of how Mark Zuckerberg, who's one of the world's most powerful and wealthy men, funded the takeover of government election offices uh, that are in charge of voter registration, voting, and vote counting. He spent nearly half a billion dollars giving it to two left-wing groups that gave the money to governmental election offices, predominantly in Democrat cities in key swing states. And with those funds, they did targeted de uh, Democrat voter outreach, designing ballots, translating ballots, and staffing the operations that handled uh, ballot harvesting, the curing of ballots, and the counting of ballots. And to be clear, this is not campaign spending. This was a concierge-level concierge uh, get-out-the-vote operation on behalf of Joe Biden and other Democrats in key Democrat areas in swing states. This is something that had never happened before, and this was done inside the election administration, not outside where billionaires normally spend their money. You see now why the left is so obsessed with getting you to stop talking about the 2020 rigged election? Why? Why do you think they're so obsessed with shutting you up? Because there's nothing there? Listen, I love it when lefties like Tom Nichols and other dopes like Brianna Keeler talk about hilarious things like mediocrities in the media because it's so comical given their history of falsehoods, stupidity, and general ignorance. I love it. It just We use it as comic relief on the show. So why is it if we're just embarrassing ourselves and making it up that the 2020 election may have been rigged through multiple mechanisms, why is the left so eager to shut it down? Let us embarrass ourselves, right? Maybe because of Pennsylvania's unconstitutional law changes, the infiltration of social media crushing the Hunter Biden story, the infiltration of Facebook and others pouring money into Democrat-leaning districts to get out the vote. Maybe there's something there. Voter fraud allegations in Maricopa County. Maybe there's something we should look at, right? To see what actually happened. Why are they so eager to shut you down? The answer's right in front of you. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Don't miss my radio show today. And uh, please get your questions in for Ask Dan on Friday. How do you submit a question for the Ask Dan segment? Go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Click the follow button to follow my show. On Rumble, we're almost at 2 million followers. And just submit a question under any of the videos. We'll see you on the radio show later. Thank you. You just heard Dan Bongino.